You're listening to Riverview Church Conversations, a podcast for the spiritually curious. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're uh, listening from. <laughs> Welcome back to the Riverview Church Conversations podcast. Hello, Reese. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm Sweet. doing good. How are you going, Reese? Yeah, I'm I'm probably pushing an eight out of ten today. That's very nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It is. Just had a coffee. It's getting towards summer, Reese, and I'm not oh, quite man. sure I'm ready for it. Mate. It's uh it's getting hot on the bike, I tell you. Yes, apparently it's gonna be thirty-three this coming uh weekend. Glory which I am a little nervous about. I'm a sweater, I'm a burner. <laughs> I yeah, look. Are you, a, are, you a, are you a head sweater or a body sweater? I'm everything. All of them. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything, yeah. Uh, it's not pretty. Now, Reese, thought we would start off, as always, with a bit of a fun question. Mm. Now, I'm not sure how, how wide a berth I give you with this, <laughs> but uh, if, you were, if you could pick any era to live in or to be born in, like you might want to go um, a 10-year decade, you might want to go like a whole century period, mm. If you could choose any period, past, to be born in, what would what would you pick? Oh uh, well, I was alive in the in the decade I'm going to pick. So I'm wait. I'm, that's I'm, surely... I'm a child of the '80s, but I wish that I was in my prime. I wish I was a teenager in the early '80s, so that I could enjoy the '80s. Oh, so you would just go back a decade? I'd just go back a decade, yeah, there because I feel like I feel like I was not born for these times. I was born for. <laughs> Somewhere in between my parents uh, and my times, yeah. I thought you were going to go something exciting, like uh, what, like swashbuckling pirates medieval, or something. Yeah. Medieval period. I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, I feel like that would just be like you know, your life would be short and very dirty. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, comparatively to today, but you probably wouldn't know that if you were born then. Yes. I, I yeah, I was thinking to myself about uh, other periods to be born in. The concern you have is actually just about the. The family that you're born into, then, and mm. how well your yeah. life works out. I mean, obviously, that still occurs in some, you know, places. Could in the you world, pick the future? You could be, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I <laughs> want to pick that either. No, no. Uh, look, I'm gonna say, oh, I don't even know. I'm just gonna say the Jesus times. Oh, there you go. Right. But the answer. problem is, ding, I would have been one of the ones yelling out, "Crucify him!" No doubt. Yeah, probably. So I would have probably loved getting involved with the crowd. Yeah, well, which concerns me. I don't know. I'm, I, you don't strike me as someone who would uh, like to kind of crucify anyone. Give us Barabbas. So maybe you should maybe yeah, maybe you should give yourself more <laughs> uh, more credit. Although well, like Barabbas, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued about that guy. Let's find out more about him. I want to know his story. We could. That's that's a that's a conversation for another day. Now yeah, the yeah. reason I ask you that is because today's episode um, we have simply titled "Here and Now." And we thought it'd be valuable for us just to have um, a conversation, just you and I today, Reese, mm. about what it looks like for us to live in the present. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot going on. Um, for those of you who are aware and a part of the family here at Riverview Church, you'd be aware that um, in some senses, we are facing a level of uncertainty um, regarding uh, our senior minister, Tim Healy, who we've had on the podcast previously, um, has resigned from his role and... You know, all of that leaves us with a level of um, discomfort. Mm. Um, you know, it feels often like, oh, you know, where's the control at? Where's the the certainty? And you and I were kind of just discussing about all of this. And, and 
you know, for, that's kind of the situation we find ourselves in, particularly as, as staff members who work mm. uh, for this church. But the reality is we face situations of uncertainty, of discomfort, of, of change all the time. You know, that, that could be things like health crisis. Mm. Um, you know, people may have lost jobs or have financial uncertainty or might have been evicted from their home mm. or, you know, visas running out. And, and these kind of moments of uncertainty uh, um, come around quite often in life. Maybe we just simply call it change, which we've actually done a, a conversation <laughs> yeah, on change. Yeah. It was one of our first ones. And it seems as though change is inevitable. Um, and we've asked the question, we did that very early on in our conversations journey, um, how, do we, how do we deal with that? And one of the things we wanted to spend some time talking about today is how are we to live and hold um, here and now what are we to do in the present when maybe things that have happened in the past are, are causing certain levels of anxiety mm. or things for the future uh, that we're unsure about might be doing the same? Mm. And so it's something that we've kind of talked a little bit about um, throughout our journey. And I know it's something that you're quite passionate about, Reese. is this idea of living in the present. Mm. Um, easy to say, hard to do. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm passionate about it because I seem to be – perpetually unable to live in the moment you know mm. um i suppose this year has been a good exercise in attempting to live in the moment because it's just there's too much it's almost there's too much stuff to that can boggle you you know mm. but mm. but if i think about my life or my my day-to-day -day living i generally spend it halfway stuck between berating myself for stuff that i've done in the past or things that i've found hard and just mm. replaying them over and over in my mind and then worrying about what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like sandwiched between mm. the rock and the hard place. Mm. And um, mostly I find it difficult to enjoy things in the moment. You know, I'll be at the park with my kids mm. and I'll be thinking about a work thing or I'll be thinking about some kind of ambition that I have or I'll be thinking about some stupid thing that I did. Or I'll be thinking about mm. some wasted opportunity or I'll be worried about um, a classic one for me we were talking before is I seem to be always worried about ending up a destitute alone old man. <laughs> and Sorry, <laughs> I'm not sure lie, where that comes lie. from. But, you know, like so, yeah, mm. like a lot of my existence kind of funnels through that pipe mm. and so it means that I've, I've – whenever I'm in something in the middle of it, whether it be a work thing or a, or like a family thing or a mm, life thing mm. or an experience, I almost, I find it really difficult to be in that moment and enjoy it or experience it for what it is. It's almost mm. only in retrospect that I can look back on it. And so, yeah, so, so yeah, being, yeah, being yeah. in the moment, being here and now is, is really difficult for me. Um, and, and, but by the same token, it might also make some of these change things easier for me because I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think we were kind of chatting before um, off mic about about that idea of uh, the things that are occupying your focus almost, mm. the things that are right in front of your face and often those things are things of the past or things of the future that kind of take up our perspective. Mm. But rather it seems as though Jesus, I mean, you look at his life, he seems pretty good at being super super present mm. like uh, you know we use all of these adjectives for jesus and rightfully so but one of them is just like 
he has this amazing ability to be so in the moment with people. Like he, he didn't ever seem to be distracted, which is quite a, a feat in of itself. And we were talking a little bit about, about this idea when we face times of uncertainty, um, a, a loss of control or change, about that idea of mm. worry. Um, and worry can be both, I think, future and mm. past yeah. oriented. Yeah. And we we're reflecting on um, the passage in Matthew 6. And if you've been around church for any amount of time, you would have heard this read. And I thought I'd just read it. It says, but seek first his kingdom. Or maybe even better, it's, it's, I would say is firstly, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you as well, talking about kind of worldly things. So it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In other words, Jesus is saying in Matthew 6, don't worry about the things that you can't control, the past, the future. Do today what you can control. Um, fix your focus, change your perspective. Um don't get so concerned about the things that are outside of your hands that you forget about the things that are in your hands. And when we were talking about mm. this episode, we were talking about what are the things that are in our hands? And the thing that's in our hands is today. Yeah. Because, um, you know, even for us with the change going on here at Riverview Church, we there's an element of being unsure about what tomorrow will bring. But, man, I can still show up today and I can still bring my best today and I can still be kind and compassionate and loving and, and full of faith and hope today. And, um, you know, if I get so caught up in <laughs> how I'm going to be tomorrow, mm. I almost forget about the things that I actually can do today. Yeah, invariably those are the things that I find myself worrying about, the things that I actually can't, can't mm. do anything about. Mm. I would normally just not even give – I mean, you give kind of thought to what you're doing, but, mm. but the things that I worry about are not the things that are in my hand. You know, they're ethereal yeah. things or they're things that I wish I had mm. control over or they're things that have been and gone, you know. Mm. Like I, I I, don't have control over um, another person's mood or demeanor. Yeah. I don't have control over what's going on in another person's life. I don't have control over the weather. I don't have control over um, uh, government uh, COVID-19 mm. financial support packages. Like any of these things that we could get yeah. kind of quite antsy about um, – I don't have control over that, mm. but but it's easy to catastrophize about some of those things. Mm. It's easy to to um, try and um, uh, it's easy to get bent out of shape or to to be deeply distressed by something that's happening in a faith community, for example, mm. Mm. and to be like, oh, what's what's going to happen? What's what's next? What's in store? Like, what's what's just coming around the corner? And you can kind of mm. easily spend energy that yeah, yeah. you you probably shouldn't be spending on that stuff, you know. Mm. Well, at least that is it's that way for me, mm. you know. Yeah, and I find it, I just find that so interesting that Jesus seems to get quite practical on mm. on that thing, you know, like where it's, it, it seems like it's a, whenever change occurs, whether it's good change or bad change, I, <laughs> we worry comes along often with that. Mm. There's, there's rarely ever a change that you face where you don't have some level of worry attached yeah, you know, yeah. to how things will go, how things will work out. But what if, but what if that, what if this? I wonder um, if that seek, seek first stuff is, it's like um, medieval cognitive behavioral therapy, you know. So I was doing a bit of that with a counselor 
a few years ago and I, I went to him and I was like, hey, like I'm just really struggling because I, I'm, I feel like the things that I can't, that I'm really struggling in life are too big. And he said, it's like you've written your worry on a piece of A4 paper and you've held it right up to your face. Mm. So you can barely see anything else. And your whole day is you're trying to get around this thought or this thing that's bugging you mm. and you really, and you get tired and you can get emotional and it can really wear you down. So what he recommended I do was take that thought, write it on a little piece of paper, fold a piece of paper in half, put it in my pocket, carry around with me throughout the day. Hmm. And when the thought pops up, you take the piece of paper out, you have a look at it, you read that thought. And, and that every, every time it was kind of different for me. Hmm. Sometimes it would hmm. be like I'm not good enough or I haven't done enough or I'm worried about money. And have a look at the thought, feel the feeling, acknowledge it, take a moment, fold it back up, put it in your pocket mm. and move on with the rest of your day. Mm. And uh, that sounds a lot like kind of like what Jesus is talking about there. It's kind of mm. like um, take the moment, try and find some kind of, um, I don't know, like you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like yeah, yeah, center yeah. yourself, find find some way to kind of almost take that those worries that are right in front of your eyes and bring them down and actually be it's in the moment. It's almost like exposing them for what they are, right? Yeah. Because a lot of them aren't, they're not things that are in our present no. right now. But yet we are spending present energy dealing with them. Mm. And I think that's, that's something that we've been reflecting on this quite a bit, even through this conversations journey that we've been on is, is around this idea of living here and now, doing here and now the things that I can be and I should be doing. And again, it's so much easier to, to say that and to talk mm. about that. It's a lot harder to actually um, live it. I mean, we were, we were talking about uh, before, again, some of Jesus's other words, actually earlier on in the mm. same chapter in Matthew 6 verse 9 where he teaches the disciples how to pray. And one of the things is he, he instructs them, he says, pray, give us this day our daily bread. You know, this idea of coming before God and, you know, needing his presence and needing his supply, needing all the stuff that he gives us for today. Give us this day our monthly bread. Yeah, and and it's interesting that he doesn't do that. And it's that same notion then that you see throughout Israel's scriptures with the the, the manna that comes from heaven, mm. right? God kind of gets a bit annoyed at some of the Israelites because they're trying to stockpile. collect more. Yeah, stockpile <laughs> the manna. It must have been tasty. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's almost like God says, hey, I'm going to give you enough for now, for today, for the present. But don't get so caught up in trying to, I don't know, store up for... We, I mean, we've talked about this before, even when it comes to things like rest. Like mm. sometimes when Renee and I have gone on holidays, it's like where we go to rest and we're trying to store up energy for the next couple of yeah, months. So yeah. it's like we go on holidays so that the next couple of months we're going to be fine. But Doesn't it's like really Jesus is kind of like, no, dummy, come on. Like mm. you, I want you to rely on me for today mm. and then tomorrow – I want you to rely on me for today. Mm. And then the next day, I want you to rely on me for today. But I want you to live in the here and now. Don't get so caught up in, you know, um, the supply you need for tomorrow, Mm. which is kind of interesting in of itself. Because if I'm, if the only thing I'm, if the only thing I'm focusing on is God giving me the supply for today, 
I almost shouldn't have enough energy to worry about yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, spend spend all your pocket money now. Exactly, you know? exactly. But I mean, but it's also hard because we do have to in life. Part of the human experience is it's kind of good to do some forward planning. It's good to think about. It's good to be deliberate. Yes. It's good to be invested into something. It's good to um, in. Well, we're all kind of in, in the Western world that you and I live in. It's good to save money and yep. plan and buy a house maybe and, you know, kind of look into the future and actually play a long game. Um, so <laughs> holding those two things in tension, how do you play the long game with your life mm. and hold fast to the course that can at time be cert- mm. certainly worrying. There's worrying mm. aspects of that as well as being in the moment because I certainly wouldn't be an advocate for like, just be in the now, man. Oh, totally. Don't worry about that. You well, can take care of that later. You know, like the, 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 your credit card will pay itself. You'll figure out <laughs> yeah, your career. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm certainly not an advocate for any of that type of talk. You well, know? And I feel like that would, you know, that kind of idea would be considered biblically unwise, mm. you know. And, and I think there is definitely an element throughout the scriptures that invite us into a future story, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, we're a part of the story of God and inevitably there is a future involved Mm. in that and we're kind of outworking some of that. But I think a lot of what we're talking about when it comes to change and uncertainty is we'll work on the bit that you can control now. Mm. It doesn't mean don't ever think about it, don't ever consider, you know, what lies ahead, but but be invested in the here and now because that's all you can be invested in. Uh, mm. You know, like the, the mental energy we spend worrying about how this will play out or how that will work is almost unnecessary and it often takes away from us actually living mm. and bringing about God's kingdom here and now. Because um, if I'm so caught up worrying about, oh, well, what will 2021 bring? What will it look like for us as a church? What will it look like for me personally? If I spend all my time worrying about that, well, I actually am probably not going to notice the person mm. who I just need to have a conversation with and love. Um, I'm probably not going to be aware yeah. as to what God's saying to me about this coming weekend or, you know, whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, now, it's it's not saying don't – I don't think we're condoning don't ever think about the future, no. but there seems to be a way of investing in the present that almost sets up a, a a certain future. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think we are quite good at being in the moment at certain defined times. For mm. example, um, births. If there's a birth in the family, mm. you can't wait to put down your phone and go and see that baby, or mm. hold that baby, or be there for your, you know, like the person in your family who's had a baby, or if it's your own, you know. Mm. Deaths, if someone is on their deathbed in yeah. your family, yeah, you're right. you will put down all of your worries to be there for the mm. moments that are left. Mm. Christmas maybe with family. Yeah, um, Someone's come from, uh, a friend's come back from overseas, you put aside time to mm. spend with them. Mm. You know? there, there are certain occasions, which are, maybe they just have higher stakes, you know? mm. maybe they're less common. Um, where where we can actually do those things, you know, mm. um, maybe it's tapping into the dormant skills we already have mm. at putting some of uh, some of those worries down, those thoughts, those things that nag at us, those buzzing phones, mm. those worries. You know, I'm not sure, but well, I know yeah. that like in in those periods, I'm like I got no problems putting my worries aside because those things are really like the things that I have in front of me are 
really important to be present mm. for. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, just this last week, my wife Renee got her wisdom teeth out and I'm getting one out soon mm. as well. <laughs> what a hoot, wow. two for the price of one, <laughs> not quite. Uh, so she got her wisdom teeth out and it was actually a real blessing for me to kind of be on carer's leave for a day and almost just spend a day being quite present. Now, I probably still wasn't as present as I could have been. But it was almost just a reminder of like, man, this is my wife. Mm. I really love caring for her. Mm. And by just being present, it almost reminds, it actually takes care of some of the future stuff. I, I don't know. Mm. Is there something weird about living in the here and now mm. and not getting so caught up in everything else that I think makes you just appreciate life as well? Mm. Um, something, we were talking about this earlier. I mean, I, I think it kind of fits, but. Um, something that I so appreciated when I when I was living in Canada um, for a bit over a year, uh, my pastor there would say something to me. I would say almost once a week, and I so appreciated what he said because it really stuck with me. And where I went to study in Canada was Vancouver, and Vancouver, if you know the city, is is quite a a, a transient city. A lot of people coming and going, a bit like a, somewhere like a New York mm. where people come for work, they leave, they're in and out of the city. Um, quite, I would say, a low commitment kind of city because people don't really know what the future yeah, is right. going to hold. A lot of change, a lot of movement. And, and Pastor Justin would always say to me, hey, live here like you're going to be here forever. Mm. Live here like you're going to yeah. be here forever. And I remember that really stuck with me because it changed the way I spent my time mm. there. You know, I, I went over to Canada and uh, I wasn't necessarily sure how long I'd be there, but my visa said the maximum yeah. I could be there was <laughs> going to be three years. Um, I ended up staying for about 15 months or mm. something like that. But the reality is um, the reason Pastor Justin would say that to me is because he's seen enough people come and go and in light of their perspective of the future – or maybe in light of the uncertainty around the future, the way they spend their here and now is completely different. Mm. So people will come and they go, well, I'm going to be leaving in two years anyway. Yeah. So right now, I'm not going to bother investing in that relationship. I'm not going to bother investing in a connect group or coming to church mm. or I'm not going to bother with these things that ultimately actually improve your life and make yeah. the time that you're there so enjoyable. Now, no doubts by living there like I was going to be there forever, it meant that it was harder to leave because mm. I'd actually built rich relationships. I'd, I'd invested in the church there. And so, uh, you know, that made it harder to leave. So I don't know sometimes if we, we live like transient people because it's a, a protection mechanism. Mm, yeah. But, I, I, man, I'm so grateful for that kind of bit of advice that he would say again and again to me because I think it actually changed the way I saw how I lived, you know, now. I think that still sticks with me, right? Because mm. I, I think to myself, you know, like I don't know how long, you know, my time here at Riverview Church, I don't know how long we're going to be living in Perth. I don't like, mm. you know, there's so many things that you could go, well, I'm only going to be doing this for this long. All right? and, and it almost acts as an excuse to not invest and plant and, and fully embed yourself into Christ-like yeah. community and, and rich relationships. Um, yeah, I think I think 
I certainly can limit my investment in something as a as a self defense mechanism. Like mm. I don't want I don't want to get too deep into this because if I get too invested when it changes, you know, I might get hurt or I might not invest into that friendship because you know like they might not want the same level yeah, of yeah. of hang time or they might have different expectations. Um, but that's kind of counterproductive, you know. There's no way to live, really. No, you know. No. I think, um, sure, like change, change can be difficult. But that statement, live, live as if you're going to be here permanently, or um, the thoughts kind of in the same vein. Uh, it's a really novel thought for me. Like I think, I think I don't. I live here permanently in Perth, and I don't know if I live like that. Mm. You know, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere. You know, we've settled here. This is where we're going to stay, you know. But I don't know if I live like that and I am here permanently. Mm. Um, part of me wonders, like, for people who are from Western Australia, if that's kind of built into it, you know, it's kind of, I know in New Zealand it is. It's people, mm. they're almost just counting down the years until they can hightail it off to the UK or to the Eastern States yeah. and follow yeah, yeah. their dreams. Um, Perth almost has kind of some kind of a spin on that, which is like, yeah, I agree. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just biding my time until, until I reach some glorious mm. other place. And, and, and I feel like on reflecting on that, like I don't want to sound like a whinger, but it's actually nowhere to live, hey. Like mm. it's kind of like we were saying before, like if you, if someone that was quite close to you, you somehow knew that they were going to you know, pass away in a couple of years, wouldn't it be so sad if that was just like, oh, well, I'm not going to invest in that relationship Yeah, you anymore. wouldn't just like, tap out, you know. You wouldn't, if, if, if you knew that, if, if, if I knew that you had... There was a clock ticking on your life. I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, mm. it's no point in being there because mm. it's all going to end anyway. Mm. It's no point in um, getting my heart involved mm. because <laughs> I'm just going to get hurt. And I think that's the, the, the crazy reality, right? Like we have this incredible opportunity to invest, not in the future, but in the here and now. Mm. And I think so much of God's kingdom would invite us to play a part in the here and now, whether that's as a part of a faith community, mm-hmm. vocationally through um, the the place in which you're employed, or being a you know stay at home mum or dad, or uh, you know through your studies, whatever that looks like. We have this incredible invitation to participate in the here and now, and through the here and now, almost bring about a future reality. Mm. And man, like what a great gift that is to make the most of where you are. Like I know, I mean, we mention it all the time as well. Psalm 1 talks about mm. being planted by streams of living water. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't sometimes, <laughs> you know, go to a new church or, mm. you know, move cities or, um, you know, reorientate your friendship circles or whatever. But there's something about that which is, is high on mm. the commitment and investment and intentionality and um, I almost sense that worry often is the thing that stops us from planting ourselves. Yeah. I, I remember a couple of weeks ago we spoke with Rick Watts and, and coming away from it feeling like, wow, I feel like the life that we're invited into in mm. Jesus is I feel so inspired and I'm ready to go into the most mundane parts of my life. <laughs> the person I chat to at the drive-thru for my cheeseburger, mm. which mm. is a very regular occurrence, <laughs> the Come supermarket on, person, you know, these the people that I see at church yeah, on yeah. a Sunday morning and actually I'm ready to be here and be mm. be part of what Jesus is doing rather mm. than just, oh, I'm worried about that. So I've just, I've got, I'm going to go to the self-service line and I'm just going to be, just mm. need to um, 
get through that this awkward engagement with this mm. person and and because I'm too worried about these things or I don't have time for that that mm. stresses me out it's awkward you know but actually being in the moment and participating in what Jesus is doing because there's no doubt that he's with that supermarket chick or dude yeah. the guy's mm. pushing a trolley or the mm. person who's waiting for you mm. to go and and or there's no doubt that Jesus is with um uh people say in a leadership scenario at church trying to chart the course for a faith yeah. community you yeah. know there's no doubt about these things yeah. you know um but yeah I, I recognize i still have the propensity to want to have mm. my hand on the tiller of the yeah. stuff that i can't control well and here's the crazy thing about and we mentioned earlier the matthew six thirty three thing i was just thinking about this as you were talking jesus doesn't actually say don't worry because I think he understands that we there's concerns that are going to come about even in seeking first his kingdom and all those things. He doesn't say don't worry. He says don't worry about tomorrow. Hmm. Because I think he knows that, I mean, it goes on to say that each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. So I think what he's getting at is, hey, you're going to have to worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Hmm. So leave that there because that's the here and now. That's the thing that you're in. And hmm. so deal with today the things you can deal with and, and take control, um, you know, through his spirit and through his presence with you of the things that you can control mm. today. But then don't get stressed about tomorrow because you're going to have to deal with it then anyway, yeah. um, which I feel like is really comforting. Um, it's, almost, else, yeah. it's almost as if you should just like if you're, if, you're, if you're really freaked out, if you're worried and you're experiencing deep sense of change, what are the things you can do? Maybe it's worth just actually just noting them down. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big note taker mm. um, but if I actually sat down and said okay I'm worried about these things these mm. are the things that are freaking me out how many of these <laughs> yeah. can I actually yeah. I might be able to um, deal with two of those things mm. and the other three okay I see that they're there um, mm. they're, they, mm. they're, but I can't do anything about them now yep. so these are the two things that I can focus yep. on let's look at those or if they're causing you that much of a headache and, and worry figure out, okay, well, what can I do now in light of those things? Whether that's have a conversation or, mm. um, you know, just keep showing up. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I true. Because yeah. there's often things that we we can control and I think the worry in which we sometimes experience just doesn't, as Jesus says, it doesn't, doesn't add anything because mm. every day has enough. So I say to Renee all the time, um, you know, when we're facing, I don't know, you know, just little things that are frustrating mm. or stuff that we're not sure what to do. I'll often always put on my bravest face and I'll say to her, hey, do I look worried? <laughs> now, sometimes I am worried. Mm. But I know that by bringing about stability and carrying God's peace and joy, um, kind of modeling that even for my spouse mm. can help put her worry at ease. Mm. Because when you are around people who aren't aren't shaken, aren't running around with you know hands mm. on their heads and going like there's something about being in the presence of people who aren't worried or concerned. And I think you see that in Jesus mm. again. Like there's the guy on the boat in the middle of the storm. People mm. are freaking out. He's asleep on a cu the cushion. <laughs> thinking to yourself, "What are you? Come on, man! Give like, the Lord a nap offering." Yeah, that's right. And you think to yourself, well, what, what is he doing? Mm. But I think he's almost modeling something, right? Yeah, it's like just my relax. We, we have a joke in our family. Um, it's um, And it basically goes, if, you, if you're kind of uncertain about something, it's like, oh, well, God willing. 
Um, and that kind of comes from my father-in-law. He, my father-in-law, he is an expert at being in the moment. He'll get down on anyone's level like kids, mm. teenagers, elderly people and everywhere in between. And he just, he's so in the moment, he loses track of time. You have to drag him away from things. Um, and the joke comes from when he, he's American. When he was in the Navy, he met my mother-in-law. And then he had to go back to the States for a little while before mm. getting his act together to come over here. And I think he proposed via letter, <laughs> sent a ring in the mail. Oh, wow. And at the end, it was like something like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'll be with you soon, God willing. And my mother-in-law was like, God willing? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, but that that's kind of our joke for it. It's kind of a bit of a, you know what? Mm. Not what will be will be, but it's kind of like these are things that, yeah, are out of our control. Yeah, and it's okay. Mm. It's okay to have things that you can't control. Mm. Um, I think if I think about um, what Jesus might be like, I kind of look to my father-in-law because he's he's so mm, in it with awesome. people. You know, he and he's kind of the he's always whenever I see him, he's always the first thing he does is seek out someone, and he just gets. Right in it with people. It's almost like uncomfortably close and <laughs> close talker. But I, I really admire that about him because he seems to just have this ability to not be so boggled by the worries of this world. You know, mm. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he is, but he he's, he has a knack for putting them down and being in the moment. And mm. um, I wish I could be more like him. It's awesome. And I feel like that's the thing, right? Like I don't think worry is inherently bad because worry often shows a level of care and concern mm. for things as well. But I feel like when there's things that we cannot control, there's a there's almost a unique way we're called to worry. And I think part of that as well is through things like prayer. Mm. Like, you know, when we when we cannot control things, it doesn't mean there isn't someone who cannot control things. Mm. Um, but it's actually bringing that to the place where that deserves to be brought to. Um, and I feel like when it comes to things like worry and concern, yeah, it's out of our control, but it's actually not out of God's control. Mm. And I think he wants us to bring stuff to him. But it's it's also brought with intentionality because we care about this thing and investment. And, mm. you know, like prayer is one of those things where which will require you to invest like you're going to be there forever because mm. you pray about yeah. the things that you are actually concerned about. You know, like, for example, with our church, right, with the uh, the change that's that's going on, if you actually don't care about that, well, you, and you're not invested in it, you're not engaged in it, well, you're probably not going to spend time praying about it because no. it's not worrying you. But if you are planted here like you're going to be here forever, well, you're going to be praying into it because you're concerned about it yeah, absolutely. because it matters and and I think that's actually a good thing. But it's it's dealing with the worries in a healthy way. It's not letting them take over the here and now. It's not, it, you know, it's kind of praying through them in, a, in an appropriate manner. Um, and I think all of that is a great gift. Um, it kind of shows the the care that's inside of it. I think is you know worse than being worried is being apathetic about any and everything, yeah, totally. right? I suppose change is often the it's a you it's the off ramp. Mm. You say, oh, oh well, okay, it's my turn to tap out or mm. to just kind of dial back on the investment in the situation, mm. you know. And well, the alternative is that change is a choice to tap in mm. and be more intentional mm. and more deliberate with the things in your life. Mm. Um, especially in church life, you know, it's 
people kind of want things on their own terms in and we all have ambition and we all mm. want things that suit us and are more convenient in life and church's church life is no different um yeah that's true yeah yeah and i think i think honestly our encouragement as as friends of yours hopefully mm. after many conversations is actually just to to commit to investing in the here and now and with us you know here having this conversation not getting too concerned about what the future holds but bringing those worries and dealing with them in an appropriate way and 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 planting yourself and investing yourself like this is the place you're going to be forever because I think life is found in that place and so I just encourage you if you are part of this faith community and and you're feeling worried or concerned even send us an email Mm. here on the podcast you can do that podcast at riverviewchurch.com.au because um, you know we're we're on this journey together, and and yeah, honestly, here at Riverview, we're we're just a community of followers of Jesus. That's you know I think sometimes yeah, we get totally. so caught up like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we are. We're just people who come together and gather around Jesus and worship together and and share in a you know our faith life mm. and encourage one another. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to trust that God's going to build this church. And of course. Sometimes worry will come along, but we are, you know, between us, we're going to try and choose yeah. to, <laughs> to not get, get so concerned about yeah. tomorrow that it stops us living in the here and now mm. and, and being people of love and faith and hope right here and right now. It's hard to be a person of love and faith and hope when you're so consumed with your worry, you know. Mm. I want to be a person of love and faith and hope. Mm. So it's for me, it's kind of like, oh, man, this is... This is something that's worth delving into. It's worth mm. being honest with myself, mm. with what I'm feeling and processing and acknowledging that it's hard to be in the moment now, but I know that it's best to be in the moment. Mm. So here I go. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to the Conversations podcast today. Um, as we normally mention, we, we wanted to just um, kind of put ourselves there for you. If you are facing significant change or you find yourself in a season of uncertainty and, and maybe you are kind of uh, got worry coming at you from all angles, we would love to do our very best to help have some conversation with you. So you can reach out to us. As I mentioned earlier, the email is podcast at riverviewchurch.com.au. Yeah, and if you'd like to know more info about Riverview Church, please just hop onto our website, which is riverviewchurch.com. We've got gathering times, info about our various programs, and uh, we've also got weekend messages that you can view from weekends gone by. That'd be really great if you wanted to reach out to us there. Our music today is by Andrew Warren. Until next time, keep having conversations.